December 14th, Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. And I, John, saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and unroll it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I wept, because no one could be found who was worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the twenty-four elders said to me, Stop weeping, look, the lion of the tribe of Judah and heir to David's throne has conquered. He is worthy to open the scroll and break its seven seals. I looked, and I saw a lamb that had been killed, but was now standing between the throne and the four living beings, and among the twenty-four elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God that are sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And as he took the scroll, the four living beings and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense, the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words, You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it, for you were killed, and your blood has ransomed people for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become God's kingdom and His priests, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again, and I heard the singing of thousands and millions of angels around the throne, and the living beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, The Lamb is worthy, the Lamb who was killed. He is worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. They also sang, Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped God and the Lamb. This week's Bible Meditation, Romans 3, 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Jesus, the one we are singing to, is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the final amen. He is the bread of life. He is the chief cornerstone, Christ, our creator. He is our deliverer. He is our everlasting father. He is God. He is the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the great high priest, the holy one, the hope of glory. 
He is the great I am. He is the image of the invisible God, the judge of the living and the dead. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. He is majestic and mighty, and no one compares to him. He is the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is the power of God. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the supreme sacrifice, the way, the truth, and the life. The very Word of God made flesh. Jesus is all of these things. We have reduced Him to a poor puny Savior who is just begging for you to accept Him. Accept Him. As if Jesus needed to be accepted by you. Jesus doesn't need your acceptance. He is infinitely worthy of all glory in all the universe. At this moment, there are multitudes of creatures surrounding him, one of whom whose beauty, if within this room, would startle us all. And they are all doing his bidding and singing his praises. He does not need your songs. He doesn't need your prayers, your church attendance, or your Bible study. He doesn't need you at all. You need him. You are desperately in need of Him. You need Him for every breath you breathe. Every person in this room. The only reason your heart is beating at this moment is because Jesus Himself is giving it rhythm. that multitudes of professing Christians have been sold alive when it comes to their eternal destiny. The host of professing Christians, including many people in this room, think they are eternally saved from their sins when the reality is they are not. And the reason is because we've taken the gospel the very lifeblood out of Christianity, and we put Kool-Aid in its place. We have taken the gospel and substituted language and thoughts and practices that are not displayed in Scripture. The reality is the gospel confronts us face to face with the law of God, confronts us with the Lordship of Christ, confronts each and every one of us with the depth of our sinfulness before God, the necessity of Christ's death on a cross to take the wrath of God upon Himself, the necessity of His resurrection to provide victory over sin and death in the grave. The gospel confronts us with the demand to repent, the enabling to repent, to turn from sin and to turn to Christ. Now these are biblical terms. These are biblical terms, but modern-day evangelism has cast them aside and has built an evangelism on sinking sand that is disillusioning millions of souls. 
The reality is Matthew 13 says that when you find Jesus and the treasure that Jesus is, it is at that point that you realize that there is absolutely nothing in this world that you will not sell, that you will not be rid of in order to have Him because He is infinitely worthy. What this means is if you don't see the righteousness of Christ, then Christ is not there. If you don't see the love of Christ, then Christ is not there. If you don't see, hear the truth of Christ, then Christ is not there. Christ always bears fruit. Biblical evangelism involves wrestling with the depth of the sinfulness of our soul, crying out to God because we realize we have absolutely nowhere else to turn. Biblical evangelism sees Jesus not as someone who is looking for an invitation, but Jesus is the one who is infinitely worthy of all glory and demands immediate, total obedience. Immediate and total surrender. And biblical evangelism knows nothing of praying a prayer and then going on and living your life like nothing has happened. Biblical evangelism demands radical obedience to Christ. Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. A psalm of David. How wonderful it is, how pleasant, when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the fragrant anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard, and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon, that falls on the mountains of Zion. And the Lord has pronounced His blessing, even life forevermore. Proverbs 29, verses 26 and 27. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice comes from the Lord. The godly despise the wicked. The wicked despise the godly. Proverbs 29, 